Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Welcome, welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. You guys know what time it is, man. Every Sunday, I'm sorry, it's Monday, special broadcast on a Monday. Shout out to everybody out there who rocked with us last night. Beautiful, beautiful, definitely a wonderful show. We did a B.I.G. last night. Everybody out there for listening, you guys are definitely B.I.G. in my book. Um, if you guys are listening on the on the radio, you can hit us up 
at uh, 619-638-8559. You could also sh- listen to the show on uh, on the website. That's uh, KIRPRadioShow.com. And for all you Facebook listeners out there, because I know we got some Facebook people and some Twitter people, and, you know, everybody's in the social media today. So you can hit, a, you can hit us up also on the web, on the social media, on Twitter, uh, at symbol KIRP Radio Show. You can get me at symbol NC Pudgy, you know, that's me. Um, Facebook, that's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. 3.5 plus million listeners right now. I don't I don't know what the official numbers are. Um, the official numbers are uh, right this moment, but I know we're over 3.5. That's listeners and what that's that that's regular listeners and combined with one-time listeners as well. So you guys have definitely done your thing to make us relevant in what we do. So being who we are, and uh, speaking on some of the issues that we speak on, we had to broadcast tonight to uh, get some information out there to the people because we've had a lot of questions. And here in North Carolina, there's a lot of things going on that uh, need to be talked about, truthfully, that need to be explained wholly, uh, that need to be explained on a, on a peaceful level with the, with the correct state of mind. So uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the marriage amendment and uh, I've invited uh, my co-host, uh, who also will be hosting his own show on WMMG. Uh, that's Ella Thomas, and uh, also Kevin Daniels of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. I've invited both of those guys. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing well, Mr. Miller. How you doing? This is Ella. Good, Ella. Kevin, you with us too? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. What's good, P? What's up, good, brother? How you doing, Kevin? So folks, in what we uh yeah see, <laughs> what we come together to talk about tonight is the North Carolina uh, marriage amendment, and uh, you know taking all politics out of it, because a lot of what you guys hear uh, in the general public is a lot of uh, uh, Republican Democrat Democrat Republican. It's a lot of that rhetoric, and nobody is really really talking about the facts. Um, in large part, you'll hear. Uh, a, a lot of religion thrown into the mix of the marriage amendment. So we're really not hearing a lot of the facts, and, and we're not really – people aren't talking about the actual amendment. P- folks aren't reading from the amendment. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of sickening the way that these commercials are turning and twisting these things. Uh, let, me, let me ask you guys, man. We, we just wanna, I just want to start off like this. Um, this won't be a long show, you folks. We, we will not do any commercials whatsoever. We're gonna go with the flow, and we're just gonna keep it moving. But uh, let me let me ask you guys: What's the most ridiculous uh, commercial or ridiculous ad that you guys have seen concerning the marriage amendment uh, right now? That's on the on the uh, bill for tomorrow. That's on the vote for the ballot for tomorrow. Excuse me. Uh, well, hey, Kevin, did you... uh, huh? Oh, go ahead, sir. Well, with, with me was um, it was actually yesterday when uh, the 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 Winston Salem Journal uh put out a put out a story comparing the Republicans that support the marriage amendment, comparing them to the Democrats that support the eugenics. Um I think that I think that was the um the, the, the craziest thing I heard. And um also um well yeah that was the first and then the second one was people that support the marriage amendment have been compared um, have been called the moral equivalent to the KKK. So those are the two that I would say, you know, that jump out at me at the, at the um, you know, right away. 
actually, you know what? To um, piggyback on what Kevin said, Pudgy, that the latter video yeah. that he talked about, that um, article he was talking about, I, that kind of baffled me, kind of astonished me in a in a way, because I'm like, really, wow. I mean, individuals are not looking at this in a, from a deeper sense, um, gentlemen. They're looking at it on the surface and don't really, truly, in my opinion, are not well educated and well versed on what this particular amendment is truly going to do. If that makes sense. It, it does. It, it makes perfect sense. Um, let's just get into it, man. What, what, uh, Kevin? Let me start with you, man. And I, and I'm waiting on a few more callers. There, there's going to be a few more people that's going to join us. But uh, you know what? Actually, let's go back to you, Ellard. What exactly? What exactly is marriage defined as? In my opinion, or actually, what is what the legal terms are? Well, you can give me your opinion first, but I, I want the legal term of, of marriage as well. Okay, you know what? Hold on, you know, because I actually have to sit down. But before I address that, can I please state what is on the ballot for tomorrow for the individuals that are listening? Please do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. This is the amendment, and if individuals, I, I really, I, I strongly suggest that individuals read the North Carolina Constitution and the articles thereof because they will find out a lot of information about what they're going to vote on. Um, the constitutional amendment to provide that marriage between one man and one woman is the only domestic legal union that should be valid or recognized by this state. Now, being an individual who has been married, um, I definitely believe in the constitution of marriage is the, and from a, my own Christian standpoint and what my beliefs are, the unity of the spirit as well as the, um, the physical togetherness of a man and a woman. That is how I myself define marriage. Um, I believe Mr. Daniels, um, you're married to right now, right, Mr. Daniels? Yep. Okay, how would I'm you define marriage? I'm married to one marriage? woman. <laughs> so one man to one woman? No, I'm married to a woman. I, I, I know. I said, I said, but you, do you agree that it's one man to one woman? Yes, sir. Now, okay. It, it's, it's, uh, and I'm, uh, I want to take it a step further and say, and say this. To me, marriage is one man born a man. One woman, born a woman, mm. married to each other, one at a time. There's a lot of manufactured uh, mm. men and women out there. These people are are, are, are getting, um, you know, getting surgery and 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 engineered and whatever you want to call it. But they they switching sexes, and you know it's it's you know there's a there's a pregnant guy uh, walking around here somewhere. I'm not sure what state it is, but I remember reading the the article and seeing it on the news. Um, that that a guy is pregnant, you know, and um, we know that wow. that person had a had a sex change and right. went ahead and got um, you know artificially inseminated, um, you know. So when you when you see things like that, man, it 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 begins to the more you see it, the more you begin to be desensitized from it, um, and and it makes it more and more acceptable to that. But to me, marriage is between a man and a woman. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, that's not even my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter when it comes to the word of God. Um, so that's 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 what it is, and, and marriage, um, you know, in in the, in the in the biblical sense, you know, God created marriage, and that's after He created the institution of marriage, He gave the first commandment, which was to be fruitful and multiply. Two men can't multiply, neither can two women. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm with you on that one. Um, going back to what Pudgy Miller asked, he asked the legal definition. It's unfortunate, um, Pudgy, that there are several different types of Definitions for marriage. Here's one right now. Um, the question that's posed is how is marriage defined in the United States? And it says currently 37 have passed laws which define marriages 
as limited to a union between one man and one woman. Now, and that and that's the United States definition when when it comes to the federal definition of it. That is that is um, that um, if you were to go to numerous one entities is the Pacific schools of religion. The other one is the if you just type in United States definition of what marriage is, you get a that is the that is the premise of what the definition is the overall definition. Well, l- let me just tell you guys from just just from the research that I've done and. Um, you know, I'm I'm right now I'm trying to play devil's advocate at just at this point. Okay, and it's very hard for me to do so because I, I have you know, without any disrespect to anybody, but I have a different kind of common sense that, that won't allow me to play those kind of games. But I'm trying my best to outside of what I've actually read and what I actually see. Um from what I read in the definition of marriage from anywhere that I've found, um, they always have these these words um um in common. And it says that uh, the formal union of a man and woman, typically recognized by law, by which they became husband and wife. It also says a relationship between married people or the period for which it lasts. And there's other definitions. I mean, I could actually read them off. There's there's one definition that says the social institution under which a man and a woman establishes their decision to live as husband and wife by legal commitments, religious ceremonies, etc., etc., uh, there's another one in the Marin um, Webster that says the state of being united to a person of the opposite sex as husband or wife in a consensual and contractual relationship recognized by law. See, we we can get into a whole bunch of different uh, marriage definitions, if you will, and we can go back and forth on these issues. But from what I understand is that it's pretty clear across this country. Uh, and, and, and I don't think now – now, here's the thing. I don't think anybody – uh, is in opposition to what marriage means currently, uh, whether they're for or against the marriage amendment. From what I understand, nobody's nobody's debating the fact that you know they understand what what marriage is right now as defined at this moment. So, getting into the marriage amendment, I wanted to ask you guys: um, who gives whom the right to redefine marriage, or is marriage being redefined in this marriage amendment? Uh, not, not in the, not in the, the marriage is not being redefined in, in terms of the amendment. Um, the when we look at, you know, the definition that you two just read in terms of uh, traditional marriage between one man and one woman, that's that's not being uh, redefined with this amendment. It's actually just being protected. Uh, that that amendment will protect the current law from being overridden, which was passed in 1996, which says that marriages, you know, will be between a man and a woman. But what other people are trying to do is try to redefine it and, um, you know, redefine it to add to it. Uh, the people that support same-sex marriage, they're not trying to take away uh, marriage between the man and the woman. They just want to add to it. Now, who gives those people um, – your question was who gives them the right to do it? Right. Was the, yeah, I, I think that um, in, in terms of redefining something, from uh, from my perspective in, in terms of a, of a biblical sense – they don't have the right to do that. No one does. Uh, it's something that God established. Now, in the natural, um, laws are laws are written, you know, to to laws are written to to tell people what not to do, you know, and and to uh, in, in 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 the in a general sense, they you know, like when the Ten Commandments were written, it was telling people what to what to do or what not to do in in, in that sense. So when we look at what marriage being defined as between a man and a woman, 
uh, um, when when cultures change, when views change, when values change, then laws that restrict people or or people think that it prevents them from doing something, they I, I mean I I think that they have the the they can change whatever they want. Hmm. Well, I I I I I hear what you're saying, um, Kevin. Uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who's a lawyer, and I posed the question. I said, "What is the reason for laws?" And he said something really simple that kind of blew my mind for a moment. He said, "Laws are set in place for the people to, to protect people from themselves." Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I, that was very powerful. I've I've heard it put that way um, several times before. You know, I've heard so many different things about laws. But looking at this marriage amendment, what what will what exactly will this marriage amendment do? Because there's so many different uh, uh, I don't even I don't even know what to call it, but there's so many different uh, uh, definitions or so many explanations of what this marriage amendment will do. Um, so I'm just I'm just curious as if you guys could shine some light onto the situation because tomorrow people actually vote on it, and a lot of people want to know. You know, why is this amendment needed in the first place? That's a good question because my, the way it, is, it reads, and if you don't mind, it, it's almost confusing. The constitutional amendment to provide that marriage between one man and one woman is the only domestic legal union that should be valid or recognized by the state. Okay. Now, it, it, it's saying that well, the way I feel is that individuals are not really looking at what's deeper in the sense of, like, for example, domestic legal unions, um, there's individuals that highly oppose domestic relationships, whether it's heterosexual or homosexual. Um, is it the fact that the way it's worded is what's causing confusion or what the underlying issue truly is? That's my biggest question. That's 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 fair enough. I want to welcome uh, Joel Killian to the conversation. And uh, Joel, has, he's written some very explosive articles uh, two, I, I wouldn't say four. I would say two. The people went to the Wilson Daily Times. Uh, welcome to the welcome to the conversation, Joe. How are you? Hey, Pudge. I'm doing great. I, I'm sorry. I was putting my kids to sleep, and uh, we had a bit of a, a nightmare with uh, some spaghetti and and uh, chocolate milk. I won't go into any more <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Joe, let me let me yeah. redefine that. Let me redefine this question to you, since we had and, and, and thanks for coming on too. We're glad to have you. But uh, let me re Absolutely. let me re uh, issue this question to you um, that I just asked. Uh, I have Kevin Daniels on the phone and, and uh, Ella Thomas on the phone. Author Ella Thomas on the phone too, and a uh, motivational speaker. Um, what exactly will this marriage amendment do, and why is it needed? It will keep activist judges and um, predominantly biased legislative bodies from imposing um, laws or policies that will uh, undo the laws that are already in the books. Um, it's really a preemptive action. It doesn't redefine anything. It simply prevents a redefinition. Mm-hmm. As we've seen in in various states like, for instance, Massachusetts, when uh, this amendment did not uh, go through and when it, when it did not pass a marriage amendment, you see a complete intrusion upon our educational system of same-sex 
uh, values, mm. quote unquote. So really more preemptive than anything else. I understand. Um, it, it seems that it seems that it came to a point uh, before I'll say, uh, you know, now actually when this first came about in North Carolina. Uh, Kevin, is it true that the legislators uh, were going to vote on this before? That the people weren't even going to get a say so in this? Uh, not, not in, not in this state. Um, you know, they, they, well, this, this legislative session. Um, you know, what, what they, what they want to do. The big, the big fuss about it at first was when, when, when to have it. Um, they, they wanted to push it to the November ballot. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, the, the, um, in order to in order to get the, the votes needed from the Democrats, they had to agree to put it on the May primary. So it was, it was, um, you know, so it wasn't. It, it, it was always putting the vote to the people and not letting the legislative body um, just be the ones to decide on it. I understand. So actually, as it stands, this is this was the best possible solution for all of North Carolinians, at least. That it would be on the ballot for us to vote for for us is that is that fair to say? Yeah, you know, um, because the other states that have that that legalize same-sex marriage, it was either a judge that overturned the current law, deeming the current law is unconstitutional, or it was the the state legislator, state legislative body that voted to allow it. Um, every time, every single time they put the vote to the people, that that the, the marriage amendment passed, with the exception of Arizona, it failed. But then they made some changes to it, made some adjustments, and then they put it back on the ballot and it passed. So that's one of the reasons they don't want to put it to the people because every single time, every oh, 31 times that it was put, it passed when it went to the people. So so this isn't brand new because a lot of people in North Carolina are thinking, you know, this is something out of the blue. Uh, they just don't like when they, when I say they, uh, in large part, they're talking about Republicans or, or Christians. I'll say, and and they say, you know, they just don't want. Uh, people to have equal civil rights. So you're saying that this happened 31 times prior to now? Yes, in 31, 31 different states it, wow. it happened. And, um, yes, yeah, so there's 31 states, yes, 31 states that have marriage amendments. Wow, that, that's 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 very enlightening. I, you know, I got a couple, I got questions from people from, all. I would say, all over the world. <laughs> All over the world, and I got way more questions than what I can possibly even read tonight. But uh, I'm looking at one of the questions here, and it says uh, equal civil rights. Um, is banning homosexual marriage equivalent to banning interracial marriages of the past? Is banning homosexual nope. marriage equivalent to banning interracial marriages of the past? Let me go to let me go to Joel with that. Then we'll go to uh, Ella. Then we'll come back to you, Kevin. Um, the short answer is no. Um, you know, and I've heard this, and, I, and of course I've taken personal shots from people um, who have said that I'm a bigot, uh, that this is just like segregation and Jim Crow and Black Code, and you know, and of course we've been, you know, I'm, of course this comes with the territory, but no, this is not the same thing. Of course they bring up the Bible. We're in the Bible Belt, so they bring that up and they say, well, the Bible endorses slavery. Um, all this stuff. We've heard this before. Um, but no, this is a very different issue. Um, you know, for me, it's an obvious answer to say that nowhere does it say in Scripture that a black man cannot marry a white woman mm-hmm. or vice versa or any of the variations of, of, of 
know, combination. It is, um, you know, slavery, though, when you're talking about uh, hurting people and, and beating them and, and bringing them under submission, owning a man, that is clearly unbiblical. Um, and, and, of course, on, and, and, I, and I'm getting that out of the way. I don't even want to focus on the religious aspect. So that's mm-hmm. just to me that's very obvious. But, um, no, it, it, it is a paper tiger. That's their way of trying to distract us from, you know, the real uh, debate here. Yeah. And uh, which to me is, is, is we need to stick with. Uh, to me, that's just a distraction. Um, and, and there's all they can do is continue to, um, you know, take us on these journeys into other obscure debates that lead nowhere. Um, and it's confusing people. It's really sad. You have a lot of people that they don't, you know, they don't know what's going on, and so they hear this and they're led by these outright deceptions, um, which mm-hmm. is what they are. And that's, that's, that's what I'm facing here uh, in Wilson specifically. And if you look on our you know, newspaper or website mm-hmm. and you look at the comments under some of the, the articles, it's just vicious. And this is, this is where they go 99% of the time. It's a distraction. So, mm. Well, what do, you, what do you think, Elliot? Uh, is, is in considering equal civil rights, is banning homosexual marriage equivalent to banning interracial marriages of the past? You know what, I'm going to have to um, disagree with that. Um, one of the reasons why, if we just look at what the amendment says itself, just look for word for word, okay? The couple, three words that stand up to me it, right here is, uh, well, more than three. One man, woman, and that's marriage, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, interracial marriage, I understand um, back in those, historically, that there was, we already know, the lynchings just because individuals, Use that one man and one woman. However, it was against the law for any particular person of color to marry anyone outside of the particular race. But what I want to speak to, if you don't mind, is Section 1 of the Article 1 Declaration of Rights. It says, we hold it to be self-evident that all persons are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, the enjoyment of the fruits of their own labor, and the pursuit of happiness. That's necessarily meaning that happiness itself, since it's individually defined, that you're going to attain that, is that you have the right to pursue it. Um, mm. you, I, I say they have the right to pursue um, if they want to if they have homosexual marriages. However, it doesn't necessarily mean that particular idea of happiness is going to be truly fulfilled. So going back to that question, that, that question um, is, I think, is the same, absolutely not. Well, you know, like like I told you guys, now tonight I, I I'm trying my best to play devil's advocate, so I I have to ask these questions because you know there's a lot of listeners out there. There's people that's looking at this that are non-religious, and I love those people too, and I, and I'm sure you guys do as well. So they don't look at this from uh, 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 like Joe said before. They don't look at it from a religious or a spiritual standpoint. They're looking at this quote-unquote, for surface. You know, it is what it is to them. There's no God in it. You know, there's no Satan in it. There's no Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost in it. You know, that there's nothing that that works, you know, with to, to, that, to the tune of that for them. It doesn't do anything for them spiritually. Right. So that, that's why I'm asking these questions. And, and, you know, when I look at a question like this, when they talk about equal civil rights, 
and and I get a question like, is is banning homosexual marriage equivalent to uh, the past when they banned interracial marriages? It, it, it makes me wonder, you know, at what angle are they coming from with this amendment? Right. So, Kevin, uh, what what do you think? I'm sorry, I'll come right back to you, Elliot, in just a sec. I think that uh, can can you hear me all right? I hear you great. Okay. Um, I, I think that you know my answer is no because what they're doing is they're trying to interracial was based upon skin color. Uh, this is not based upon skin color. It's um, it's based upon um, you know a lifestyle. You know we're not we're not supporting the the, the the homosexual lifestyle. Uh huh. Uh, so that was that was that was the biggest difference, you know, is the, is the skin color versus lifestyle. You right. know, I I didn't I didn't I didn't choose to be uh, to be brown skin. Um, you know, and 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 if I decided to, to to get involved with a young lady who is who is of a different race or a different skin color, she didn't choose that either. But mm-hmm. I choose to to be involved with another man, or a woman chooses to be involved with another woman. Um, so that's that's the big difference, but they but you know they they combine the two, uh, but you know I, I think that it there's there's no comparison with the two. Should should and you guys can answer in any order, and and that's kind of more what I was looking for as well, and uh, and, and I appreciate that answer too, and you too, Joel as well. Um, you guys are very versed on this topic, and that's the reason I had you guys on this show because I've been seeing I've I've, I've worked with you all. And I've talked with you all, uh, if not via Facebook or message or Twitter or something like that. We've talked in person, and and I know where you guys are coming from, so I know that I can get you guys on the line here and really talk about this from uh, a, a citizen standpoint outside of our faith. Um, we all know what we believe, and I think anybody that listens to this show know what I believe, and that goes beyond a shadow of a doubt. I would not deny that for anyone, but I I, I think as a as a as an advocate for. Uh, rights of of everybody. I think that I I should bring a conversation at, such as this to the format that so that people can talk about it or or get to listen to what we have to offer according to this marriage amendment because there is so much wrongful and false information going on out there. And uh, periodically, what I'm going to do, I'm going to read off some things from the general statutes. And uh, I, I just want to start with this. Uh, first part of the marriage amendment will not adversely affect North Carolina's economy. Um, there's been a lot of people out there saying that, hey, you know, if if we don't pass, uh, if we pass this amendment, if you vote for the amendment, and and let me be clear for a second, six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. I'm seeing comments, people saying, give me the number six one nine. Six three eight eight five five nine is the number of KIRPRadioShow.com. We're also on Twitter. Leave your comments on there and on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash KIRPRadioShow. But uh, back to what I was saying, there's a lot of people out there, and, and I was at the State House, and uh, uh, I heard a whole lot of people saying that, you know, if we approve this amendment, and, and let's be clear, I, I want to put this out here so everybody will understand exactly what the amendment is. If you vote for the amendment tomorrow, folks, that means that you do not support homosexual marriage and that you want to keep marriage between a man and a woman. That's if you vote for the amendment. If you vote otherwise, if you vote no for the amendment, that means that you support homosexual marriage and you do not think that marriage should stay the same as the law intends for it to stand today. Okay, I just want to be real clear about that because there's been there's been a lot of mixing up going on. But going back to the amendment itself, 
if you look at part one on this amendment, uh, you know, there have been a lot of people saying that jobs will leave North Carolina. I actually saw a commercial that said, you know what, job creators are going to leave North Carolina if this marriage amendment passes. The marriage amendment will not adversely affect North Carolina's economy. It's been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt in all 31 cases from all 31 states, folks. A 2011 report by the American Legislative Exchange Council ranked states by economic performance between 1999 and 2009 and by economic outlook. Eight of the ten economical performance states have marriage amendments already. None have legalized same-sex marriages, civil unions, domestic or domestic partnerships. Nine of the ten states forecasted to have the poorest economic growth have legalized same-sex marriages, civil unions, and or domestic partnerships. So that's just part one, and I'm going to go on. I got a few more here. Uh, I I just want to give you guys nothing but the truth. I'm not trying to sway anybody any kind of way, but I definitely want to address all the issues that the people have and all the questions that they have. And going back to another question for you guys, um, you'll love this. Uh, Is it true that kids need a loving family no matter if it's two moms or two dads? You can take that in any order, guys. Nope. (laughs) I don't don't, don't agree with that. Um, because there's something that a child gets when they have two parents of the, of, of the opposite sex. Uh, there's, there's different characteristics that come from a, from a mother and a father that, that a child gleans from, uh, which, which, you know, if you have two, you know, it, it's, it's no. <laughs> I'll put it straight like that, no. You know, uh, two men or two women, you know, I don't, I don't think that they, they – let me take that back. I don't agree with it. I'm not saying that it can't be done because I'm pretty sure that there's situations out there where where there was two guys and two girls that raised the child and the child grew up fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, but what I'm saying is is that I don't agree with it. I don't think that it should be that way, but I do think that two men or two women would be able to raise a child. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Pudgy, the last feel, um, Although I may directly, I, I'm, a, I'm a, an accepting individual. You know, I may not agree with um, same-sex marriage, but I think this has more to do with um, same-sex marriage. Um, a, a child needs love regardless of who it is, um, and that the rearing of that child. I've seen um, heterosexual families who actually try to raise children, and you know, the child grows up to be very um, a non-astute individual, or you know, part of the client. You know, the crime issues that are going on, and I see kids, um, likewise, who grew up in situations where they actually had same-sex parents, and they deceptively um, were, were fine. So, you know, that's the way I feel that the child, address that question, does the child um, need love regardless of this? I would say yes. Um, however, my personal views are just, are just that. So um, that's why I said I'm for one or against one. But also, what I'd like to bring attention to that, if you don't mind, Pudgy, is that when you talked about the amendment, now also keep in mind is that that will also eradicate all domestic legal unions as well, whether that's heterosexual domestic partnerships as well as same-sex domestic partnerships. You you are aware of that, right? Oh, oh yeah, yes, sir, absolutely. Okay, okay. And what what the argument has been is that 
kids are going to miss out on having domestic partner benefits. Um, at least that's what I, in my research, there's been a lot of people speaking against that. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, there's going to be, like, for example, protect health care for families and children. Well, there's a lot of kids who are getting funding through uh, domestic partner relationships that they may actually lose. That, that's, I was going to definitely address that question, but we can cross that bridge now. Hang on one sec. Let me go to Joel uh, with this question from this, uh, if you want to address this, Joel. Uh, loving family no matter what, two men or two moms, two, two moms or two dads? Well, no, in no civilization, I'm, I'm a history buff, and, and, and also I like numbers. In no civilization have... Uh, has a has a civilization moved on and progressed and prospered where that has been the case. Um, it's the bedrock of, of Western civilization. If we allow it to be redefined, our civilization as we know it is over. Mm-hmm. That's just that history bears with that. The 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 question is, can we see a, a civilization where the opposite has been the case, where men and men, women and women, have in the majority. Obviously, just scientifically speaking, that's impossible. Eventually you die out. Um, but also, just psychologically and, and also in every civilization, there's been a spiritual aspect, also education and economics. Mm-hmm. Um, we can see in the numbers that uh, if we look at current statistics, the economy, education, um, the family unit, uh, even suicide rates, they are affected by these things, um, and and of course, you know, with suicide rates, for instance, we see that uh, they drastically increase with young people who do not have a, you know, one mother, one father, um, mm. and of course, with education and with economics, uh, it, it, it's a it's a crude way to say this, but traditional marriage is good economics, and and all the numbers point to this. Um, but the but what would end up happening is you know if, if we if we allow this to be redefined like I said everything would plummet education the quality of our education of course it's already plummeting but that's for different reasons this would just be an added uh, heavy weight to drag us to the bottom of the abyss and um, you know and this is not coming from this is these are these are bipartisan numbers uh, these are these are uh, objective numbers. And, and and we have to look at the data, you know. That's that's uh, that's where I'm coming from. And of course, um, just if you look at mcfamily.org, you look at um, various uh, pro-family websites um, that aren't necessarily just uh, conservative or Christian, but are pro-family. They they bear the same thing. And and this is something we can all agree on. But we have to come to the grips with, and this has become a very emotional conversation, not conversation, not this conversation, but the conversation overall has become very emotional. Sure. And and unfortunately, we've been driven more by emotion than by objective reason. And just looking at it from a historical, social, empirical data perspective. Um, so that's, that's, where I, that's where I'm coming from. Understood. Uh, Kevin Daniels. Yes, sir. 
we just had a you know what let's take a call here and uh we'll go back to the healthcare question because I have so much literature on that I actually have a couple quotes from people and uh it's just some stuff that I want to I want to read off and uh enlighten some of the listeners on we're going to take a call we're going to go to uh oh my man Lonell Lonell Thomas how you doing brother Hey I I know I've been bugging you on Facebook no, I, you know what? Right. I didn't see it, but I, somebody just they just sent me a mail. It ain't, it ain't no bug to me, man. You know how we roll. You good. How you doing? No, no, I know how y'all doing. Hey, I just wanted to, um, to comment on this, to, to, to say what's real about it, because yeah. there's a lot about, oh, uh, hey, what happens if gays get married and stuff like that, get married and stuff like that, and that's really not even the issue. If this is voted up or down, gays still can't get married. It really is about rights. Right now in organizations and businesses across North Carolina, they do recognize unions when it comes to health care, when it comes to insurance and things like that. Mm-hmm. So what happens is these guys that currently now are recognized as unions that can share their health care with their partner and their families, that can be taken away from them. And that's the truth that no one really speaks about. It, it doesn't matter if it's voted up or down, they will never get married. And that's fine by some people, but the rights are important. And the rights are being stripped away. I mean, and, and what are we going to do? Even if even if it's voted up or down, what are we going to do with these people that lost their rights? How do well, they let, get let that health care? Let, let me address Mary, that Mary, part, not in, in North Carolina. Hold, hold on one second, Kevin. In, in North Carolina, that's already been taken care of. That now in some states they have to face losing their health care benefits and their health care rights. But in North Carolina, it's written in the amendment not to happen. It cannot happen. Um, the marriage amendment will not determine the custody and visitation rights of unmarried parents and left their behavior. Uh, Seaforts, uh, man, I have so so many quotes on here from different doctors, different medical. Uh, the marriage amendment will not nullify medical powers of attorney uh, known as MPOAs, wills, trusts, or parties from homosexual partners under the G- general statutes 32A-18. Any competent person who is not engaged in providing health care to the principal for for a remuneration, whom is 18 years of of age or older, may act as a healthcare agent. The relationship between a patient and the designated agent does not matter. The intent of the testor or the, and the trustee, or the trustor, excuse me, is the gold standard in North Carolina for interpreting wills and trusts. Uh, the amendment does not change the intent of the testor in either type of uh, instruments. The amendment explicitly states that it will not affect the rights to any private contractual agreement when it comes to health care. But, but does businesses still have to honor that relationship between that man and that man or that woman and that woman as a yep. union? And can they pull those, those, those right now uh, a corporation that I know of, mm-hmm. they have those. The, the corporation offers it to them because of the state that the NC is in right now where they can recognize them as unions. What happens when is, you, does the business when, still have to recognize those people as unions? When you look at, when you look at the, the amendment, it, it, says, um, it says legal domestic union. That word domestic was inserted in there to, for, for a specific purpose. Domestic it's talking about marriage. So now, when you it doesn't it doesn't affect any private contracts. So if business A wanted to enter into a contract in terms of benefits with two men or two women, it's that business is right to do so. They have that privilege to do so. It's up to that individual business. So the business, 
now the, the responsibility falls onto the business to be able to 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 um, offer benefits to a person or not. So, um, okay. well, what you're referring to, sir, what you're referring to, sir. And, and I know what you're saying, but a lot of the times the business goes with the state. So whatever the state says, so if the state doesn't recognize it in any way, shape, or form as a union, then a lot of businesses feel they don't have to either. And that's that's the blowback that really the the gays are uh, are scared of. That's that's what it's about, really. It's not about whether they get married or not. They're just worried about the blowback of businesses and everybody else crumbling because of this amendment. And if so, if, and if it doesn't do all of that, then why have a vote on it anyway? Mm. Well, I'm go ahead. I'm sorry, you got the floor. Um, so you actually raised a valid point. I believe even at this juncture in which we are, um, the company still has the decision to do it, whether or not the, the state imposes this on them, especially if it's a private entity. Currently, a lot of individuals don't realize that. I give you a good example in Washington State, in the state you know where I'm originally from, they actually before the amendment passed there as um, same-sex marriages took place, private entities had at their discretion to um, give domestic partner relations, excuse me, benefits to them, or they could not. It was up to, it was up to the managerial staff at that particular point or the leadership. Well, from from what I understand, currently uh, they actually have the option to uh, recognize them or not right now. And and reading the general statute now, whether this is right, it says the general statute 32A-18, it addresses that issue. So in in terms of the amendment, from from what I read now, from what I read coming from the state house, if I'm wrong, Paul Stanham is wrong. But um, from what I read coming from the state house. It says that that has been addressed so far as North Carolina. I'm not saying that there's some some messed up situations out there where this is not happening, but as far as North Carolina, those contracts will not go null or void. Um, it, it still would, just like it is now, it still would leave it up to that private institution, that that employer. And and you're right, a lot of a lot of employers may go with the state and change their mind, but it it it's not. From this amendment, um, I, I think if it was up to most North Carolinians, we wouldn't be voting on this in the first place. This is not something that uh, 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 I'm trying to find the right wording here without offending anyone. But this is not a bill that straight people uh, implemented. You know, this was folks wanted to change the way the law is already stated to so benefit their rights. So that's what we're that's what we're facing now. Currently, am I wrong though? Am am I wrong in am believing I, this? Am I back on my feet? Yeah, you're on. I'm sorry. All right. Um, marriage to me, marriage is not a right. Marriage is a privilege. Um, but before you get married, you have to go and talk to some people, and they have to sign off on it. Marriage is a privilege. It's not a right. Ten uh, year olds don't have the right to be married. Um, you know, so it, it's in my opinion, it's a privilege. Now, in terms of what's going on with the with the, with the benefits, people are are looking at Michigan and Virginia. What happened in those two states, and they're and, and they're imposing that right here on North Carolina. Captain, we'll get them back here in a second. Hello, Hello? Kevin. Yeah, you're here. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still here. Yeah, you're here. I'm sorry, man. I, you know me, zooming zooming down the highway. Hello. Yeah, we hear you. Hello. Okay. Kevin. Um. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. 
But um, you know, so in terms of in terms of the benefits, you know, I mean, I, I would just encourage people to look at North Carolina and North Carolina only, and not look at what's going on in these other 31 states, because our law is different. I mean, I, I'm sorry, our amendment is different. It will allow people to to get those benefits. Now, furthermore, uh, me, I have a stepson. Now, uh, my son doesn't automatically get all my benefits when when, when once I got married. So, um, and, and and this is with biological parents too. You have to put that child on your benefits. Now, the way the current law is 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 written now, if if um, the 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 law will allow uh, people to to be able to um, get somebody on their benefits. So, if I wanted to, I can sign my son up for my benefits. That's with that's with um, Blue Cross Blue Shield and Aflac, so on and so forth. That's going to be the same way. If 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 a same-sex person wanted to call up one of these companies and said, "I want to put child A on my benefits," it's up to that company to say yes or no. The state is not involved with that. Michigan and Virginia, the state is involved with that, but North Carolina is not involved with that. Okay. Well, I guess I guess we're going to move along. Um, Lonell, you still with us? When you like, brother. I mean, you you you're welcome to the conversation. I'm, I'm still with you. I, I just hope it is as such. That's all. Uh, that's all I can say. I'm, I'm not gay. I don't have any <laughs> say in this, really. It doesn't affect me, but I just want to make sure that those guys keep their rights, and that's all. That's all. I mean, even though it may be a privilege, I mean, marriage, and I, I get it, but just just people, they're still people, too. That's, Absolutely. That's, uh, and, and I, I agree. Rights. I agree with you 100%, and we're not in this to, to demean or degrade anybody. You know, we're not out here calling people names. We're out here standing oh. for what we believe in, and other people are standing for what they believe in. Um, and I'm, when I'm talking about me, I'm talking about myself. I'm not out here calling nobody no names. I'm not out here de- uh, demeaning, degrading anyone. Um, just like they, just like opponents to this amendment can stand out and state their opinion on what they believe in, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. So, um, you know, so when, when I look at, what is what is what is really going on? A lot of the 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 the, the misinformation, the commercials that are out there, with with you know commercials starting out with people talking about you know my my boyfriend beat me, and if this amendment passes, it's going to affect that. That's a bullfaced lie, you know. So I mean, I, I would you know I would I would encourage people if you if if they're listening and 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 when we talk to others, get away from the emotion and let's look at the facts. You know, let's look and, at and what, I, what I the. Agree. I agree, and, and that's why I like what Pudgy is doing, how he's bringing this to the forefront, how he's having a, a radio show and, and kind of a platform to put this out there because a lot of people are not getting this information. Not a lot of yes, people. So when he has this platform and I see him on Facebook, he's on Twitter and everywhere speaking out, just saying, hey, come get this information. I got to applaud him for this platform to get the truth out there. Thank you. Yes, that really, that's what Thanks it's all right about. If we ain't, if we ain't loving everybody, man, we're we doing ourselves a disjustice anyway. No matter what you believe, truthfully, I'm sorry. Who I, got I, I agree, sir. You don't have hey, to. You don't buddy. have to hate somebody to disagree with them. Yeah, you know one thing. But, one thing I appreciate, gentlemen, is the fact that we are having a dialogue. This is not um, a screen match or where there's a lot of adverse bantering going back and forth. This is an actual dialogue of um, individuals expressing their stand. And as a group of individuals who appreciate people, but uh, we also have 
different viewpoints as well. And, you know, it's okay to disagree with another person and still get along with them. Well, if I, I, just wanna... if I could add something, too. Please. Um, you know, this this, uh, this idea of, about intolerance, this idea about this uh, being discriminatory, this is... This is a house of cards. You know, we, our media has so created a, a, a viewpoint, um, a way of thinking, a, a preconception about this country, that any time we bring up things like this, we are the most hateful nation on the planet. But, you know, considering our history, our, our 200 short years of history, we are the most, and compared to other nations, we are the most tolerant, most generous most compassionate people on the face of the planet that have ever lived in all of human history. You know, and, and you know, you think about, and, and of course the, the, the media gives a path to radical Islam, but we have to remember, Sharia law would have stoned homosexuals a long time ago, and they do it now. They, they stone adulterers. We are far more forgiving. We are far more tolerant. Far more. And, and, and it is, it's almost, it's offensive to me that we even have to defend America in this case. Um, look how far we've come. But you know, it, it, it's because it's because the the, way, the Euro, European nations have uh, have are working with our current media, the majority of our mainstream media, and with I'm sorry, it, it, it's the left, and it's it's uh, you know it's Republicans and Democrats alike, but they are working together. To, to tear down America by, by imposing this image of us on people's minds that has that is so, so far from the truth. And and I want to add too, you know, this idea about civil rights. You know, our founders got their their views about rights from a great writer called John Locke, and from great writers and great legal minds like Blackstone, Scottish attorney. Uh, he, he wrote. Volumes of legal treatises on on law and on natural rights. Natural rights. There's a difference between natural rights and vested rights. Vested rights come from the state, and that's that's what your guest caller was talking about. These, this, I have a right to a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I have a right to my car. I have a right to the government paying for my mortgage. I have a right to uh, health care. This is this is a completely un-American way of thinking. This this is the way of thinking that that Francois Holland, who's the now new president of of, um, of 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 France, that's his way of thinking. He's a socialist, and that's the way, that's the direction that we're headed in when we're losing our basic values as Americans. And our basic values are that natural rights, the the laws of nature, of nature's God, as mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. They come from God, and those rights include private property, the right to defend yourself, the right to free speech, the right to worship however you want, the right to petition the government. Those are rights that come from God, and only God can take those and give those. But vested rights. I think a lot of people. I think a lot of people miss miss word. Um, what we what we would call a right, I think a lot of people misword it. Uh, I, I don't know that it's it's viewed by all people the same way. I, I think a lot of people just looking at this marriage amendment. I think a lot of people are are viewing this as as you know what it, what is the state doing? 
And why aren't people speaking out on this? Because, you know, part of, partly because they don't have the truth of the matter. And, and a lot of people, let's, let's just be real, folks. Uh, people don't generally care what's going on until someone makes a big deal about it, until the media talks about it or uh, there's a big debate about it or it's on the ballot. You know, and, and a lot of times when it's on the ballot, folks really don't know or don't care. Um, this marriage amendment would not be a big of a deal if special interest groups, some pastors, churches, uh, politicians, if folks wouldn't have made a big deal about this and, and, and create uh, us versus them about it, there would be a lot of citizens out there who still would have no clue about what we're talking about. There's a lot of people tomorrow that's going to vote on this, and, and they don't have a clue about what they're going to vote on. They're only going by what they've been told. I, I've met several people. I went out in the city. And and everywhere I saw signs, I would just stop and talk to people if they were out. If they were in the business, I would go inside of the business and I would ask them, hey, what does that sign mean? And I, I'm going to tell you guys, probably better than 90% of the people who had a sign, I'm not going to say which one either, but who had a sign, didn't understand which sign they had. They thought they had the other sign. So, for example, if they, if they had a sign in the yard that says, vote for the amendment, and I went inside to ask them about it. They're like, no, 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 we don't support homosexual marriage. But if they had a sign in the yard that says, you know, do not vote for the amendment, and I went in and asked them about it, oh, yeah, 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 we support homosexual marriage. So in large part, uh, what we see out here driving around and, and, and what we hear in the media, it just doesn't match each other. That People don't really know the issues of what's going on. There's a small percentage of us that really know what's going on. And, and that's the tr just the truth of the matter. Uh, moving along, I got I got a quote here from uh, Phil Berger Jr. And someone brought this up just a minute ago, but Phil Berger Jr., uh, district attorney in Rockingham County, uh, his quote was, he, he said, uh, speaking on domestic violence, because I know someone brought that, up, brought that up here in a second, and I had several questions talking about uh, if, if someone actually said these words, if a if uh let's see, would my fifty B that I took out on my ex boyfriend, I'm trying to read this, I'm trying to paraphrase a little bit, uh, would my restraining order hold up, in other words, after this marriage amendment? I've been told that it won't. Um the district attorney in Rockingham County says this this amendment will not well I'm sorry, this amendment will have no impact on domestic violence prosecutions. And the citizens of this state should not be deceived into thinking otherwise. Now, that comes from Phil Berger, uh, DA in Rockingham County. Can can someone out there please tell me where this came from? Does anybody know? It's, it's the, it's, you know, we hear all kinds of stuff, you know, in order to, uh, in order to uh, what you call scare tactics. You know, what, um, you put you put statements out there like that. Because if you can create a um, just a, a piece of doubt in somebody's mind, that'll, that that will that will turn them away from um, from from this amendment. You know, like like that commercial and that statement that you that you just said. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there like that. But you know, when I look at when we look at the language of the amendment, and the language is almost exactly the same that was on the law in 1996. So if the law was passed in 1996, which says basically the same thing. The marriages between the man and the woman and, and the 50B and domestic violence laws are still the same, and people were able to give benefits with this law was, was uh, passed in 1996, then what's, what's, what's going to change? 
I, I, no, I think that, that that's false. Well, um, she asked the question, like, where does this type of information come from? Yeah, where, where did this actually come from? Because reading the amendment, I, I can't find anywhere. You know, normally a lie is is a version of the truth, but I, I can't see in here anywhere where they would even get that from. Um, Ella, well, if you could shine some light on it, that would definitely help. Well, looking at the constitutional amendment, it itself, I mean, as vague as it is, it, it's almost disturbing how it's worded. Um, I, again, I don't understand what the purpose of it is. However, there's an article uh, and a breakdown on a website called Protect All NC Families, and I guess there's a string of the particular website um, having people vote against um, the constitutional amendment. And one of the issues that they address here is um, protect domestic violence protections for unmarried women as if a woman is somehow um, beaten or battered that the law won't hold up because the individual in which she is, with whom she's engaged or um, with does not protect her. I just thought that was kind of strange when I found that. And I'd be more than happy to you know, listen to what an attorney or someone else would say in regards to how this amendment is going to affect these individuals. So there's actually a paragraph that... that Suggest that uh, those those type of uh, uh, I don't know I don't even know how to word it those type of uh, uh, laws wouldn't hold up, uh, Ellen. Well, yeah, that's that's the protect that's marriage. Question. It's interesting because Kevin said Kevin said there's a lot of scare tactics out there, and I'm not sure. Um, in, as, you, as you notice, each party who either is for or against this particular amendment had their own propaganda, and this particular company that looks like or this foundation that is against the constitutional amendment lists a lot of issues that the um, constitutional amendment is going to annihilate, if you will. And one of them is the the protection of domestic violence of unmarried women. That's one of the bullet points. Hmm. That that protects all North Carolina families. That's the the organization that is um, opposed to the marriage amendment. There's two groups out there that are that are leading the charge for and against the, the the organization that's against the marriage amendment is leading the charge. There are that's that website, Protect All North Carolina Families. The the organization that is leading the charge for the marriage amendment is the um is the uh, vote for marriage N C. Um so a lot of those things that we see on the coalition to protect North Carolina families, you know, basically everything that we see on there is opposed to this uh to this amendment, so they, well, you know, that's that's where we see, um, you know, on that on that page, you know, they have groups like uh, the NAACP, you know, their commercial on there where they call it discrimination, mm-hmm. um, you know, writing discrimination in, into the state constitution. We have the domestic violence laws. We have the, the benefits uh, that's going to be taken away from people. We have the the issue with the jobs. You know, people going to be leaving. Businesses going to be leaving North Carolina. Nobody's going to want to come here. Um, so all of that stuff, you know, you can get that from the that uh, coalition to protect North Carolina families website. Uh, reading off here, an, another statement from the state house on that very issue. Uh, you know, I read the, the the comment, the quote from uh, Phil Berger Jr. here just a second ago, DA of Rockingham County. I appreciate that. Uh, it says here the marriage amendment will not affect the enforcement of domestic violence laws. Oppon- opponents would have you think that the amendment, and this comes from Paul Stam, uh, by the way, uh, Representative Paul Stam, uh, House Majority Leader. Um, 
It says opponents will have you think that the, the amendment obliterates our domestic violence laws. Uh, the cases they usually use as as authority are the Ohio appellate case letter uh, overturned by the Ohio Supreme Court, which was found in domestic violence statutes consistent with the state's marriage amendment. In Kansas, the outcome was the same. Uh, marriage amendment had no effect on the enforcement of domestic violence statutes. Um, domestic violence statutes. Thirty other states have marriage amendments. Well, thirty-one now. In all thirty-one states, domestic violence laws continue to be enforced. I have read and reread our domestic violence statutes. I am unable to even comprehend the logic on of this subjection. And, and I went a step further, and uh, I, I didn't get a lot of feedback. I didn't get a lot of comments back from several attorneys that I contacted. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks didn't get back with me on the issue. I, I don't think people want to be quoted on this because they don't want to lose their business. And rightfully so, I understand that. I, I get it. Um, but I can't find anywhere. Uh, listen, let me just be clear. There's no way in the world that I would support something that I knew, okay, that I knew. I would not stand behind any legislation, any kind of amendment that I knew would harm any people. Whether they're people of faith or not, I love all God's people. And, and I'm speaking on myself for a second. There's no way that I would stand behind a piece of legislation like that, especially after studying it and, and lobbying for it and standing up and talking about it. There's no way I, I could even come out of my mouth right or, or, or that I could sit here and say, hey, you know what? We need to be voting for this amendment because, you know, I don't want people to be safe. As many people that I know have been killed by their, their significant others or their spouse or you know, people who just who would hunt them down and killed them. I mean, I, there's there's no way I, I can't even get my thoughts together for this because this is ludicrous to me that that people would even come off on this and and would even go this route just in the form of trickery. Joe, what's going on with the NAACP uh, uh, down in Wilson County? Um, well, what we're hearing, I mean, and it, it's interesting because we're in the Bible Belt, like I said earlier. Um, this was not brought up until a few weeks ago when um, I was notified that the NAACP of the state had sent out a communication to the churches that are affiliated with the state uh, state level of the NAACP mm -hmm. uh, that this was um, this amendment was like Jim Crow or Black Code or segregation and separate but equal. Since that time, Wilson, I've seen as editorials have come out in the newspaper, um, you know, the, the Democrat chairman and others who uh, are pushing behind that same way of thinking. And now they're pushing that, and they, that's the only way that they're going to get support from the African-American community is if they can piggyback this amendment on that issue. And, um, and you know, but I don't think it's going to have as much effect as they think. You know, I think the Frederick, Frederick Douglass Foundation website has a statistic that came out that 79% of African Americans believe that marriage, the traditional marriage, is is, is the only form of marriage that should um, be legitimized. 66% of whites believe the same thing. They're far more conservative than even we are. And, and I'm I'm a white boy, you know. I mean. I, they make me look like I'm a liberal, and I'm thinking these people are the black community is not going to be affected as much as they want it to, to be. Um, and, and 
a lot of it has to do with they're very spiritual people. They're very traditional people. Um, they're strong for our community, and um, and so that and that's what I that's what I've been seeing here locally. Um, and a lot of it's going to come down to, uh, you know, if they if they do vote uh, against this thing, it'll be because um, that's they're believing the lie. They're drinking the Kool Aid, and that's what it's going to come down to. They're not going to. And, and if someone comes across like myself and says opposite of what they're being told it's automatically wrong because I'm not a Democrat or I'm not African-American or I'm not their pastor. And so, and that's unfortunate. But a lot of them are free thinkers. They think for themselves. They're led by their values, by their principles. They're strong family people. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged, actually. I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, we, we actually, I think today came out that we're 16 points ahead. It's going to win by a 16-point lead. So uh, I don't think they're going to see as much of a, a ripple effect as they'd like. I hear that. Uh, uh, let's get a call out of the 704. I, I don't know if you wanted to talk caller, but you, I guess you hit the one because they got you in the queue. You on the air with Pudgy? Who's this? This is Kimberly from Greensboro. Hey, Kimberly. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. I was calling in. I've been listening um, about the domestic violence issue as well as the, the gay marriage issue. And I think that we're missing a bigger picture of responsibility of the voter. You need to be educated in all of the views before you decide to take a stand. Mm. When I was looking up, you know, in the Constitution it says that we are all supposed to be created equal and given inevitable rights. Well, if it's all, that's what it means, all, all inclusive. So aside from my religious values, and I am a Christian woman and very strong in my faith, I have a human rights issue of saying, well, who am I saying does not, who is not worthy of having rights? Does that make sense to you? I, I, I hear what you're saying because I hear that argument a lot. And uh, I, I just don't, well, okay, I'll, we look at, if we're talking definitions, I, and this is just me, if we're talking definitions and, and we look up the definition of marriage, it distinctly doesn't define two same-sex individuals, so you have you would have to automatically go to civil union. Now, when it comes to defining a civil union, that would mean that you would have to overcome uh, what is written as a law currently. So that means yeah. you would have to change that law in the benefit of uh, are they not are, are homosexual individuals not receiving uh, the same civil or the same human rights as others, and and is marriage a right? So there is so much rhetoric that you can go into this. At the end of the day, but you, you, need you to really go a just want to say deeper into that. You need to go a little bit deeper into the civil versus, you know, are they, be, you know, and gay marriages. Aren't, there's so many laws that already contradict one another, mm-hmm. and down to the very foundation of the Constitution, our system is a system of conflict. Nothing is consistent. It is what it is, state by state, county by county, nation by nation. We happen to be in the U.S. As far as the domestic violence, as I was looking at, there's so many different websites that have um, different opposing views. A lot of the ones that say that domestic violence, domestic violence protections will be invalidated go back to the Ohio law, which is the same thing that passed, that says that domestic violence issues can be disputed. Domestic violence issue will not be um, the level of conviction did go down and that now assumed is just simple assault in, instead of domestic violence and that those orders were reversed. 
But there's also North Carolina views. I'm looking right now on um, Equality Matters, and it's saying it could, but that the district attorney and the legal professionals are saying that it won't in North Carolina. Yeah, that's what I have here. That's what I have from the state house right here from uh, <laughs> your state legislator right here in front of me. Can I can I can I jump in there? Uh, sure, as you, as you weigh. Yes, sir. Um, when we look at the, um, I thank you, thank you for your comments. Um, and uh, when we look at the the Constitution, where it says we were endowed by a Creator with certain inalienable rights, among those life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Um, when we talk about our Creator, we know who our Creator was. And so when we look yes, back to to the to the to the Bible. Um, you know, we know what our creator stood for in, in, in regards to this issue in, in terms of marriage. Um, so when we talk about that, you know, we can go to go from Genesis to, to the book of Romans, chapter 1, verses 24 through 28, and, and, and talk about that. So that's where our creator stood. And me, with mar- in, in my opinion, you know, when it comes to marriage, my opinion doesn't matter. It's a, if we're going to go with our creator, what, what he created, that's 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 what we go by, and that that our opinion is out out the window. Um, so, pursuit of happiness that the the pursuit is guaranteed, but the outcome is not. So right. if if they wanted to, if people wanted to pursue happiness, whether it was pursue a job or pursue uh, being married to, uh, um, you know, whether it's homosexual or heterosexual marriage, you can pursue it all day long, but the outcome. Is, is something that's not guaranteed. So when people are pursuing same-sex marriage in North Carolina, pursue it, you know, which which they did, you know, in, um, in Asheville back in, I believe it was October 2011, for two weeks they had something that was called the, uh, it's called the We Do campaign, where for two weeks, from I think it was from October 3rd to October 15th, if I'm not mistaken, where um, same-sex couple would go down to the uh, Register of Deeds and they would apply for marriage licenses. That That was the pursuit. You know, they that that's what's guaranteed. They were able to do that. You know, nobody stopped them from going down there and and and, and applying for those licenses. But it was the outcome that that was um, that was restricted uh, from from them. So I, I I agree with with what you're saying, and also with the with the laws being conflicted. You know, when we look at the con- there, there's over 1,000 marriage laws. Sure. Every single every single one of them is unconstitutional. If you look at it in terms of measuring it up to the Constitution, every single one of them. That's why. Yeah. That's why right now, um, in, in Guilford County in November of 2011, the Attorney General Roy Cooper was being sued by mar- about marriage licenses, um, not the issue of marriage, but marriage licenses, as being unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. Yeah. So if we if we don't put this amendment in there, then all of that stuff will will be you know um, coming to play. Overturned it, yeah, and, and deemed as 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 un, unconst- unconstitutional. Um, so and you know, I that, agree. That's, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, Denise. I said, and I agree with you. But if you take it from a religious standpoint, once again, the law is not preventing the act. Your problem is the act of the homosexuality, not the fact that they want to be married. Well, my my problem is 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 well, from a from a biblical point of view, it's it's the act. Um, you know, because it talks exactly. about man in the Book of Rome. I'm sorry. Exactly. Your your issue is the act of homosexuality. The law does not prevent the act. We're talking about the law. Exactly. I'm 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 I don't agree with the act nor the nor the outcome. The the law was stated to the the law that that is looking to be overturned actually 
is talking about the act as a physical. Uh, I'm sorry, the desire as in a physical act. And um, yeah, they, the the law is actually the outcome, you know, which which says that marriage is between a man and a woman. That's the that's the current law that was passed in 1996, which they're you know which is they're trying to overturn. That's why I support the amendment to help strengthen that law. But um, you said something that was you know important about the um, the contradictions in the laws versus the Constitution. When we look at when the federal Constitution was written, it only had 18 functions mm-hmm. in it. So a lot of a lot of laws that were written. I mean, we can go law by law so many different things, which are which are which are unconstitutional now. Us being, you know, um, when we talk about us being Christian, John Adams said that he said the Constitution is only fit for moral and religious people. So when you move the the religious aspect of it, then the Constitution is null and void. You can do whatever you want. It's nothing but a, uh, people that wrote something on a piece of paper to establish a country. You know, so when you remove that, so that's when we get into these things, you know, and that, that you know, I, I, for one, this marriage amendment, I hate that we have to get to this point where we need an amendment or a law to even to even deal with this issue. But we're here. And if I could add you know, this, too, uh, historically, I, I, let's add this, too, there, uh, Kevin, because, I mean, historically, if we look at every civilization that's ever been, there's never been a successful civilization where homosexuality was legalized and became prolific. Um, if I've never found one. But what is the ultimate logical end of that? You know, our laws are, are meant to uh, to increase and to uh, better our uh, society. Societies to serve the best purpose for the society. <clears throat> and if we if we if if this amendment was not put in place, we already have uh, uh, cases on the books right now where they're trying the the homosexual agenda is to overturn the laws that are already on the books that that make homosexual marriage illegal. Um, if this doesn't go into place, they'll be able to do that, as they have done in the other states where, uh, like like Massachusetts, where we're seeing a complete rewriting of their entire society. I mean, they're they're it, it's going into the education and into the uh, economic systems, um, into medicine, into the arts. I mean, it's it's going right at our kids, and um, so this is to protect society. People say, well, homosexuals aren't going to hurt anybody. Um, well, no, they personally won't. But there is an agenda here, and if we look at Massachusetts, if we look at um, Connecticut, we look at Iowa, you'll see that there are instances where they've already begun to infiltrate our society, aiming at our kids, and, of course, education, economics. And our civilization, again, will implode if this is not set in stone. Let let Um, me ask you all this. That's that's the long term. Let, let me ask you all this something, and, and I want to ask you first, Carla, because I, I, I really do want to know. Uh, you know, we talk about laws um, providing the best uh, whatever for our economy, for our society, for the people in the society. Uh, would would legalizing homosexual marriage, uh, is, is that – is society robbed of something by not legalizing homosexual marriage at, at its current state? Uh, will homosexual marriage do something better for the society that we live in today? Economically, are you asking, or just in general as a form of just contributing to society? Yeah, yeah, just in general because we're we're you know we're we're talking about overturning something that that's supposed to be a law, and, and personally, and, and let me let me be clear. The reason why I'm asking this question too, 
I got some feedback from somebody on here, but the reason I'm asking this question is because I, I personally don't think that the government should be in marriage whatsoever at all, point blank, period. I don't I don't think that the government should have to uh define what a marriage is between because to me it's a it's a it's an institution it's a private ceremony but it seems that the government has taken over this private institution this personal agreement and have legalized it somehow where they deem it necessary true or false so I, I help but to ask is is allowing another entity into this legal agreement is that actually doing something better for society I can't. My view on marriage is not a legal one. My view on marriage is a covenant that I take between me, my husband, and my God. Right. So I. So it's not a. I can't respond as far as legal. I don't. That doesn't have anything to do with. It has everything to do with it my, because we're overturning no, no, no. the saying, law. I'm saying in overturning the law, your question was to me the institution of marriage. Absolutely. For me personally, right. no. My my marriage, my my theory on marriage, my view on marriage is not based on the government. My view on marriage is based on the covenant that I choose to take between me, my husband, and my God. So no. I hate that government. I hate that government. Is is I agree with you, P. That that you know the the way that government. Now when we look at when we look at government, you know we when we talk about you know the the, the covenant like the young lady just talked about between. Um, her, her husband and God, I, I look at it as, as the same way. Um, biblically, when does it say that we have to go to have this ceremony to do all of this stuff, go before the justice peace so they can do this, that, and the third? Where it does doesn't. it say that? It doesn't. You know, legally, so when we, we have every, to do that. Every aspect, every aspect of our lives, the government is, is in it no matter what. There's the nothing that we do. There's nothing that we do where the government is not in it, and it's and it's and it's and it's, and it's terrible from 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 marriage to divorce, alimony payments, everything, taxes. Uh, married couples uh, um, have to pay x amount of, x amount of dollars, and you get tax deductions per child. You know the government is involved in everything. You know, so there ain't no way around that one. Um, and, yeah. and the only way around that is to is to is to is to get people in legislature. Which will go back to the basic functions of the of the of the U.S. Constitution and the state constitution, which which is which they're narrow in scope, you know. But then it falls to the responsibility. See, uh, the government when the when the church when the church backed up and started getting out of everything, they left a void, and the government filled that void. You know, when yeah. when we as individuals, when the when the church is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, what they should have been doing from Jump Street, hey, somebody gonna run up in there. But see, and here we are. But but here we are talking about, and, and and I don't mean no disrespect to anybody because I I agree with you, Carla, Kevin. I agree with you too. You know, my marriage is the covenant between me, my wife, and my God. But also on that piece of paper that we abide by and that we do our taxes by each year, it's also abided by the federal government, whether we like that or not. And that's what we're fighting right now, or we would not be having this conversation if it was only between us our pastors or our religion or our God or whoever you want to call it and our significant other, we would not be having this conversation. We're only having this conversation is because what we're doing currently in North Carolina, we're getting ready to vote on a law to overturn it or to amend it. This is where we are, folks, whether we like it or not. So I ask the question, is overturning this law, is voting for this law 
doing something healthy for society or not, because the law states that it does a service to protect the society and the people within it. I think what Joe what Joe hit um, Joe was was I think Joe answered that question greatly because he was able to pull from what happened to societies that that didn't that 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 allowed same sex marriage. He 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 hit the nail right on the head. So um, I I I think that that in the long term, you know, I don't think that we'll be able to gauge the immediate impact of it. But in the long term, I think it would be uh, bad for for the economy. I think it would be bad for the for the for every community, every state, you know, the the the, the country, you know, because we have okay. what we do have. What we do have is the is the is the is the history to prove it, you know. And okay, that's what you know. I'm, I have a, I have a and also, you know, um, the, the homosexual the homosexual community makes up two to five percent of our entire Entire, entire country. We, are we going to, and, and the reason we have this amendment ultimately is to prevent this very small cluster of people to redefine the very first institution ever created on the planet into something entirely different, just for 2 to 5%. This is all well, my question would be, my question is at this point, Obviously, the government wants us married. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many benefits of us being married. My question is, do you feel like if there weren't any benefits by the government, if the government did not prefer us not to be married, that this would still be an issue? If there were no benefits other than the, your covenant? The government is, is, is they're, they're in it for a number of reasons. Uh, one of the reasons is they, they get something out of the marriages. Uh, they, you know, when 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 we're married, we file, you know, certain certain papers. You know, when we have children, we do things, pay, you know, certain things. So they they getting paid from it, you know. So they're they're getting money out of it. So they're going to benefit in a number of ways. Um, so I think that they're the 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 people. That that's why it's important for us to to know. When you, when you talked about being an educated voter, mm-hmm. that's the importance of knowing who's in your district. On on the state house level, from well, from city council all the way up, sure, representing every you. level, you know, knowing that person because the people that we vote on, when we look at their politics, the policies that they that they that they have, the viewpoints that they have, and when we get them elected, then the government tilts that way. So I think that, you know, being being involved and and what the government is doing, the government has a lot of of of, of influence because when you look at the the um, Look at a lot of on a federal level. Look at the look at the amount of money that was thrown towards it. You know, getting DOMA passed or DOMA repealed. You know, so the so the government is not only looking at it, or the people from within government are not only looking at it as a covenant. They're looking at it as a business too because they get something out the deal. I think if 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 we if we're really mm-hmm. truly talking about, I mean, if this is really about marriage, and that's why I bring up that point again, if this is really about a certain individuals being married or not. I think the real issue is government shouldn't be in marriage in the first place, and I, and I think that we'd be fighting on a bigger platform, whether and homosexuals yeah. will fall on either side that they want, and that's the point that I always make to people that this is bigger than just folks wanting to be married. I mean, let, let's be real about it. I, I'm not the smartest man in the room, and I'm definitely not the smartest man on the mic or the call, but I can tell you guys, it's bigger. Than, it's a bigger issue than just certain folks want to be married or not, or if it was. 
we'd be fighting on the issues of, or, or on the ballot would be, hey, should government be in marriage or should government not be in marriage? It's really that and simple. that's my question. That's my question. If there was no, if the government was not involved in the institution of marriage, would they be fighting, would people be fighting so hard or would there be this amendment at all? If there was no government benefits or incentives other than the fact that you get to marry somebody that you love, would this be an issue? No, absolutely not, and and, and that's I'm, another I'm point that I make. Well, um, there, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be an issue. But then again, if you don't uh, mind me saying this, there has been a um, degradation of standards that actually has been faced in the marital constitution as well as within the government. I mean, here we are. Uh, we profess a capitalistic mindset, sad socialist mindset, and again, um, I believe it was you, Pike, you said when church. Uh, I think it was Kevin, when church decided to move, there was a void that needed to be filled, and government um, stepped in. Well, you know what, think about it. Um, the majority of people, we talk about the minorities, but the majority of people allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, so the, the, question, the question that I pose is this, is that going back to what Cuddy said, you know, it, it, how would it positively or adversely impact um, the economy. You know, we really don't know, to be honest with you. Um, we could actually um, have our own theories of what possibly could happen, but again, to address what you guys were talking about, <clears throat> if there was anything not attached to this, would this still be the argument? And I will say not, but that's not the question for tomorrow. Tomorrow is, are you going to be for or against Amendment 1? And it's up to the voters to, to be educated, to look deeper through the propaganda to make an right. informed decision based on their views of how they feel and you know exactly. in contrary to what you guys have been saying because there there are actual stats there are places that have had legalized marriages for years look at Norway uh Norway have had in Sweden they've had homosexual marriage from I, I don't know at least the last 10 13 years uh Norway they they're at like 50% uh for males and uh I think it's 50% in Sweden but women ironically uh, and, I'm, and I'm speaking 50% on divorce rate, excuse me, you guys. So when I say 50%, I'm saying 50% of homosexual divorced in Norway and in Sweden. And in women, it's 150% more likely to divorce. So, I, I, again, I, I got to always ask because I'm not stupid. I, I mean, I love all people, and I, I think all people should have a certain right when you start talking about rights and human rights and relations, especially civil rights. But what's the real solution? What's the real solution that that we're dealing with? Are we really talking about homosexual marriage, or are we talking about the government actually being in the entity uh, in in the in the the union of marriage? Period. And if we're doing I that, I think we have the wrong thing on the ballot. Personally, I think it depends. I think it depends who you talk to. You know, because I mean, even even when we were we were down at the at the state legislature back in August and September, trying to trying to get the state legislators to vote yes. Right. There's people that we that we talk to. That their reason for that 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 their sole reason for voting no was because they didn't want the people to vote. That the, yeah, and uh, that one, and also there was people that said, you know, I'm voting no simply because this particular political party put it forth. Yeah, that's the only reason why I vote no. Me personally, they would say that they personally believed in marriage between a man and a woman, but politically, you know, this is their opposition, so they're going to vote no against it. Um, these same people, some of these same people that voted no. On it, and and um, 
in September were the same people uh, two years ago that were, that were, that were sponsors and co-sponsors for this amendment, but it just mm-hmm. so happened that the other party put it forth this time. So, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, for for I think that there's, there's many different things. And I, I mean, I think it depends on the person. I know that's an uh, uh, answer that's, you know, like I'm dancing, <laughs> dancing around a question uh, or the answer, but you know, I think I think it depends depends on the person. Me personally, I think that government should not be involved with marriage. Period. Um, I, um, I I think that, and I think that it it it, it falls on the, the the responsibility of the individual. Um, and and like with my son, for example, the way that I'm, my wife and I are raising my son to be to 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 believe that and to know that marriage is between one man and one woman. So when he gets older, hopefully we won't have to, you know, prayerfully we won't have to. We won't mm-hmm. come across that where he's, you know, where we're concerned about him getting involved with another man, you know. So, or if we have a daughter, where if she wants to get involved with another daughter, so I mean, I put, I put, I always come back to, you know, I, I get away from the government and I always go back to the actual individual, and 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 you know, so that's that's what I think, individual. Biblically, so, you guys. Like a, go uh, for it, Joe. Think about this too. I mean, there's again, and and I, I don't know if I've made this clear, but. You know, there's a larger agenda here. The reason this is going toward the, to the people and the people are going to be allowed to, to vote on this is because we need to be allowed to say we are not going to allow an agenda to be imposed upon our state to completely reorder and redefine our entire culture. We have special interest groups coming from California that are here in our state right now to overturn Proposition 8, and they are working really hard to redefine everything. And this is, again, it's preventative. If this doesn't go through, and I agree, we should, the government shouldn't be involved at all. But at this point, it's either we stop this from happening or they will win. And, and, and we won't, it won't matter what we want. They will come in and they will completely redefine everything. And within 10 to 15 years, we're going to have a completely different school system. We're going to have a completely different way of living, and our children are going to be inundated by this in the public schools, whether we like it or not. So this is about, you know, setting up a standard. You know, when the enemy comes in, God raises up a standard. I don't like to use scripture when it comes to public policy all the time, but I'll, I'll say this is that. This is that. We are raising up a standard and saying as a people, not our legislators, but the people are saying we are not going to go for this. Um, and so if if they weren't working in this way against our culture and our society, it wouldn't be necessary. But this is a protective measure. This is this is how far it's gone. This is how far we have fallen as a people, as a society, that we now have to defend ourselves against the special interests. And and that's it's a sad commentary, but that's that's where we're at. Well, you all all you guys are are, are followers of Christ on this on this line right now, and and devout believers from from where I sit. Um, let me ask everybody this, and I'll, I'll start with you, Joel, and, and you guys can pick up in any order. We'll actually go, Joel, we, then we'll go to our caller because, you know, actually, Joel, let's skip you because it's ladies first. So I'm going to ask all you guys, um, how do you guys feel about the Christian faith um, dealing with homosexuality and, and this amendment? Excuse me. Um, excuse me. I'm stepping in for Kim. She had to step away for a second. My name is Dwayne. How you doing? And, well, how you doing? From what I'm hearing, and, and this is 
my biggest objection to all of this. We're addressing one facet of homosexuality. We're not addressing how it's portrayed in the media, how it's portrayed in society as a whole. We're just saying this law is supposed to change things. In the all actuality, it's not. Until we come together and do something collectively, then one area is not going to impact the masses of that. So, I mean, before we actually talked about it, this wasn't even a conversation. Amendment 1 came, and that was the biggest thing on the planet. But in all actuality, our society is already embedded with so many different viewpoints on homosexuality that addressing one point doesn't mm-hmm. change the whole focus of it. I mean, we've got parades, we've got music, we've got media, we've got movies. Mm-hmm. It's embedded in our culture. So if we're talking about doing something about homosexuality, this law is not the start of it. It's not the end of it. It's just a portion of it. So I, let's I talk agree about, with that. I, I, so I let's definitely talk about agree with that. So um, my whole point is, and I'm just going to finish my thought. My whole yeah, point is, is we're looking at this law so one-dimensionally. There are other aspects of human rights involved in it, and the law itself, the way it's designed, is going to put people in conflict. Some things they agree with, some things they don't. So until we break the law down to you vote on each section and how it impacts people as a whole, the law itself is going to be delusional. How does it affect people in a whole? I mean, we're talking about their domestic issues as far as what happens in cases of benefits. We're talking about what happens in case of domestic violence. And I'm not, you know, I'm not that astute up on the law as a totality, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is there's so many different aspects of it until we actually as a society sit down and break down, hey, does every person have the right not to get beaten regardless of what they do in behind closed doors? Then we're really just faking ourselves out because as a Christian, as a human being, there has to become a point where, as a person, you still need to be respected and treated a certain way, regardless of what you believe. That's Absolutely. one of the things that Jesus talked about is treating people properly, regardless of what they believe. Yes, you want, as a Christian, I think my ideals are important, but at the same time, I shouldn't be intolerant of another human being going through the same situation I am because he doesn't believe in the same God I do. Now I treat him differently. That's not that's not what Christianity is about. It's about relationship. Absolutely, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, sir. And this this amendment, um, this amendment, what it's doing is 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 um, you know, preventing the current law that was passed in 1996 from being overturned. Um, so when you talk about the um, the the domestic violence issues and health insurance and benefits, things that things of that nature, um, what what they're you know, some of what they're talking about is what happened in other states like uh, the Michigan um, amendment and the Virginia amendment, which says that. Um, it says that no one will be able to enter into private contracts of any sort. So when uh, so that prevents benefits, that prevents so much. Um, so when we look at uh, the amendment here in North Carolina, what it's talking about is just that one aspect, which is which is marriage. Um, there's there's actually two parts to the amendment, and uh, the first part deals with the marriage between a man and a woman. The second part goes into saying that no private contracts will be affected, domestic violence or or or, or, or other. Um, and and there's stuff that that would do that, but you know that was there's stuff that that addresses that in terms of of legal legal arguments and and uh, position papers and 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 different things of that nature. But but what they're a lot of what they're doing is taking what happened in other states from their amendments and putting it right here, and they're calling it unintended consequences that can happen if this if this marriage amendment passes. But um, if 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 us as voters, you know, would 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 um, like the young lady that was on before, like what she was saying, if we would get, you know, if there was a way that we can get more information, whether it's in our churches or whether it's on our on our on our 
on our jobs that's that's not so one sided that will that will allow us to make more of an educated decision about what we're talking about. Now in terms of Christianity, um I, I think that my faith, you know, what I believe in, what the Bible says, that's what goes. That's 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 me. You know, um and I'm not gonna bend from that position. I'm not gonna sway from that position. Not at all, not for anyone. And that's where I'm standing by. You know, that's that's to me, that's the beginning and the end of my conversation in terms of my beliefs, uh, where it goes with, with Christianity. I know what God says from the book of, you know, when God, um, you know, in, in, in Genesis chapter 1, um, when he said, you know, be, when, he, when he created the institution, said, be fruitful and multiply to when the flood happened. And, and God told Noah and his, and, and his young lady to replenish the earth and his children replenish the earth. You know, man and the man can't do that. Woman and the woman can't do that. Going back into Romans chapter 1. You know, where it talks about men should not lay with men as with women, and women should not lay with women as with men. To me, that's it. You know, there's 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 no there's no way around that, and I won't I won't bend not for one second. Hi, hello, hello, hello. I got you. I'm still here. <laughs> oh, I'm back. Um. You were asking how the amendment as a whole, as I become an educated voter and as I look at the issues in its entirety, as a Christian, I absolutely believe that marriage should be a man and a woman. When I look at the other things that are attached to the amendment, it bothers me. As a woman, the domestic violence thing, that it's too gray for me, and if it means that it does change, I have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. As a, as you know, someone with with who is in, invested in as far as health insurance and things like that, mm-hmm. and the importance of it to me, that's a whole separate issue. I think because they're all intertwined together. Whatever you are led by and whatever is going to hit you the most is going to be the driving force of how you vote. If I separate it and become those three separate entities, I have a problem. Personally, I think it needs to be reworded. If the issue is gay marriage, then that needs to be the issue. If domestic violence is the issue, then that needs to be an issue. But bundling everything up and then putting a pretty bow on it and calling it Amendment 1 and having so many holes and gray areas in it, the only thing that I can say is, before anything, I'm a woman of God. And so that needs to lead. That's my driving force. Mm-hmm. I understand that. That's, that's clear. I mean, I, this was a very precise and clean and clear bill (laughs) it started out that way it started out as such uh what happened politics played a part in it and then uh you had one side whom wanted to add and i'm not even going to go there because i don't want to sway anybody you know by the political party i'm not going to do that but i'll say one side added another side added and then they came together and they say hey you know uh well we'll add this and you guys add that and and this is what we're going to make it and this is what we have um you're right on point is that it's very complicated. Even just looking at the amendment alone, 
it's very complicated to understand how you're going to vote unless you actually pay attention to what's going on. And that was the purpose of this show. You know, like I said before, I met, I went around the city. I met a lot of people, and they didn't understand the yard sign that they had in their yards. You know, I had people telling me that I'm I don't believe in homosexual marriage. Well, I'm, I'm going well. You have the sign in your yard that says "Do not support the, that amendment for that purpose." You know, they weren't talking about the domestic violence. They weren't talking about health care. So I, I, you know, I go to the state re- legislators. I'm going, hey, you guys need to give me some information. I need to know exactly what's in that bill. And that's what I have. And that's what I read off through the show. Now, I, I don't have any more information. I got a couple of quotes from uh, so a couple of DAs, you know, talking about the uh, the the uh, the domestic violence piece, you know. Um, I've seen where several people have came out, uh, judges, lawyers, DAs, and what may have you have come out and said, hey, this is not going to adversely affect the domestic violence clause in Amendment 1. But you have a very valid point. Uh, Kendra, right? Kimberly. Kimberly. I'm sorry, Kimberly. Sorry about that. You, you have a very valid point, and that's what we're facing. Um, let, let's just be clear, you guys. Let, let's be real clear. Uh, the major problem is, and, and uh, off the marriage amendment for just one second, but also inclusive, the major problem is a lack of understanding, a lack of care, and a lack of education through all things when it comes to voting, and especially in the black community, especially in our communities. Uh, a lot of people stand for things that they vote against. So we have to do a better job, at, at, as everybody on this call we have to do a better job of, of informing and helping each other outside of our personal feelings because I'm a man of God first first and foremost, too. So outside of our personal feelings and what we personally believe spiritually, we need to be able to resonate the message to other people who don't get it or who aren't spiritual, who don't believe. You know, I don't know if you guys have listened to this show, but we, we cross leaps and bounds. Uh, months ago before this was ever on the ballot, ever talked about, you know, we had a show where we were talking about homosexual teenagers, you know, 5,000 deaths a year. And, and, and to me, that's just ridiculous. These kids are dying from lack of love, if you ask me. Um, you know, they're not being treated fairly on, on – and when I say fairly, I'm talking about with love. They're not being treated as such as, as well-received as they should be just because of their personal desires or how they, how they choose to dress, walk, talk, or act. So there's a lot of things that we need to address. There's a lot of things that we need to talk about outside of this amendment. This should, this needs to spark some interest, folks. This should be the start of something, the start of the beginning of something great, I hope. So I, I challenge all the pastors out there. I challenge all the community leaders out there. I challenge you guys, and, and, and some of you I know on this line right now, and I know what you do, but I challenge you to get other people involved to start talking about these issues because they're not going to go away. And if we allow the politicians to come around and talk about them only during voter season when they can kiss, kiss, they can kiss babies and get votes, that's what's going to continue to happen, and a lot of people will be left out in the dark on these issues. This will continue if we don't stand up and do something about it and, and, and do the right righteous thing about it. Hey, Kevin, I'm sorry I cut you off here a second ago. Or, or Ella. Uh, one thing I was going to say, Pleasure, is that I like the way that you formulated um, your last, you know, what you just said. Essentially, it goes back, besides personal beliefs, besides um, the standard on which marriage was built, I think what has happened, again, I will repeat this, there's been a degradation of the the moral fabric, in my opinion, not just in North Carolina, but just nationwide. And what's happened, we're now having to combat issues that we probably shouldn't have had in the first place had we been the louder voice 
of the majority instead of the, the loud voice of the minority. Because if you notice that for some reason it's like seasonally that the people who actually are the quote-unquote minority groups have a lot of voices. And those who say they stand for some particular subject are very passive at this particular point. Only until something happens in the media, as it was so eloquently put, that individuals are now saying, you know, we need to stand up for something. But how many times are we, or are we not going to be the proactive individuals instead of the reactive individuals? Mm. I like that. I love that. Uh, Kevin, Joel, you guys have something? Kevin? Hello. Hello. Are you on board, Kevin? Okay, I guess we lost him. Okay, I can't get him. I got him on. Joel, did you did you have the did you want to finalize something also? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean the the issue here is not about hate or discrimination. This is ultimately um, we can't allow the the, my, the this minority group, this two to five percent, to tell us that we hate anybody. Um, and, and we can't we can't let them control that conversation. Um, no, this isn't about hate or discrimination. This is about trying to preserve our civilization. That's the bigger picture here that uh, I, I would add to what Pudgy was saying earlier about the big picture here. Um, we're looking. This is, we can't be myopic either. I mean, if we're just looking at today, sure, that's right. Then of course, it's, of course, it's not going to have any any relevance. And we're going to say this is so dumb. Why are we doing this? But let's look down the road 50 years. Where's what are our actions today going to affect uh, the future? And you know, 20, 30 years down the road, we need to look down the road and consider our children and our children's children. What kind of life do we want for them? And and I think this doesn't. This is this is a spiritual issue, yes, but it's also economic and educational. It's societal. It's historical. We have empirical evidence from history. That shows that if we don't make this choice now, in a way that favors what others in history have chosen, which preserves their their culture, we will disintegrate and dissolve, and America will fall, and the whole globe will fall. Um, we're seeing this, you know, this breakdown of morals and ethics. If we don't make a stand now, it's over. This is the last generation. If, at that point, so that's that's my last point. Kimberly, you've been so graciously um, joining us on this show. Did you want to finalize something, or did you have a did you have a final thought? And I and I appreciate you calling and being on the show with us as well. Hello, um, you're welcome. It was definitely a learning experience. I was I'm blessed just to be being informed by so many different views. My thing is become educated. Educate, educate, educate. Know what you're voting for. I know someone personally who felt very strongly on their view of this amendment but voted the opposite way because of lack of knowledge, because of wording, because of the gray areas. Know what you're standing up for. Know what you're pushing. And know that when you're talking to someone else about that, know what you're talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. So that would that would just be my my final comment and my hopes for that's, all of the listeners. Well, that's that's beautiful. And I hope you know people take heed to that. And um, it is time to go, folks. Um, this is a special broadcast. I definitely appreciate everybody for calling the show. 
uh, being in one, being in with us and uh, listening in with us. I, I really appreciate you guys for the last couple nights. Uh, we've had, you know, when we have these special broadcasts, we don't do any commercials and or or or, or anything of that nature. You know, we just kind of we kind of go for it and, and we go for what we know. And so this has been a beautiful conversation piece. And, uh, you know, thanks, you guys, for coming on the show. I want to thank you, Joe. Also, thank Elliot uh, from the L Experience, author, motivational speaker. I definitely appreciate you coming on, Elliot. No problem. Pleasure. I, it's always an honor and pleasure to be on with you, Mr. Miller. Thank you, sir. And uh, Joe Killian, we really appreciate you, man. I, I really enjoy reading your articles. You are a very informed guy. Uh, a very educated man and a, and, and a devout follower of Christ, and I, and I really appreciate what you offer to us, man. And uh, I wish you the best. If I can help you, let me know. Absolutely, and I just want to encourage all your listeners to go out and vote tomorrow. And uh, thank you, uh, Pledgey, for your your service to the community. It means a lot. Well, I think everybody's got to do their part. So I, I really appreciate you guys. And on behalf of the KRP Radio Show, WMMG, and our whole staff, family, friends, and Everybody, devout listeners, I appreciate you guys and one love. We'll catch you guys next Sunday, same time, same place, KRP Radio Show. If you guys are listening online and if you ever want to make a comment or, or if you ever have a comment or, uh, you know, maybe you want to send an email or something, and everybody's on Twitter now. seems like most people are on Facebook now. So look for us on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. We're also on iTunes, KIRP Radio Show, three words. And uh, you can also catch us on Twitter, at symbol KIRP Radio Show. And, uh, you know, we're all over, man. We're just trying to do something a little bit different than most shows. Uh, we're open to everybody's view. Everybody's welcome to express their views, and, and let's talk about it. I mean, what is a view without a conversation? That's something that I always say. So remember this, God is love. Love is God. I appreciate you guys. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to be talking about stalkers and how do you protect yourself. Uh, does area and neighborhoods play a part in that? So th this is kind of a spinoff from the Trayvon Martin case. We we're not going to go into that again. Lord knows. I, I think we had enough of that, and and those those cases are going on going on. Excuse me, all over this country. Uh, if if you folks just don't know, that's listening out there. But uh, you know, those cases are happening every day. But uh, I, I think it's very important to understand that. Um, you know, when someone is following you, or when you're in a situation where you're being followed, or you think you're being followed. You know, I want to know how you guys react, and uh, we're going to try to get a couple of um, authority figures here, a, a lawman on the show, and uh, I, I've got several uh, bids in for several folks to be here, so I'm not sure who's going to be here, but we do have an offer from a couple of sheriffs that's going to come by and shine some light on that situation, and we're going to deliberate it. We're going to debate it a little bit and see what happens, so I definitely appreciate you guys. One love. Be safe. Remember, God is love. Love is God, and I am out of here. We catch you guys on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll do it again. One love. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still recognize, I will. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get the shine. Now throw your hands.